Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore. We welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. That's God's will that you win battle after battle after battle, that you overcome time after time. He always causes us to triumph in Christ. We've saved you a seat here today. We want you to uh, come out of whatever's going on with you right now and come into the classroom, into this faith environment, and let it saturate you until, uh, you know, uh, getting full of the Word, getting full of faith has a displacing effect. Uh, you know, just like a, a cup or a glass can't be full of two things at the same time. You ever had a glass that uh, maybe you drink, had some milk in and, and you had a little bit of milk in the bottom or maybe it was half full. You just sit it under the faucet and turn the faucet on. Well, if it runs into there, instantly you've got a mixture of milk and water. But as it keeps running, what is there's less milk and more water. And eventually there's no milk at all and it's all water. The water has displaced the milk. And that's the way the Word works in us too. You, you feed on the Word and on faith, it will displace. It'll begin to get in you and push out the fear, push out the worry, the anxiety, the confusion, the unbelief. You remember the Scripture said that perfect love casts out fear. It's that same uh, principle that fully, you get full of love, fully developed love, leaves no room for fear. Getting full of faith leaves no room for unbelief. I know years ago I taught at uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin's healing school, and we had a lady there who had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And in fact, they, uh, some of her physicians were surprised she was still alive, uh, and, um, but she just came to healing school for week after week, and was feeding on the Word, and after a period of, I guess, a couple of months, uh, she came back with a clean bill of health from the, from the doctor, and somebody asked her, what in the world happened to you? She said, I, I guess I got so full of faith, there was no room for the cancer. <laughs> and that's true. That's true. You can get so full of life until it pushes death out of you. You can get so full of joy, it pushes depression and heaviness out of you. Anybody want to get more full? Amen. Well, let's pray and release our faith and receive that today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us uh, release faith asking you for the anointing, for the utterance, for the feeding of our faith and spirit. Uh, open our eyes to see your truths, truths that make us free. Show us answers and direction for the next steps, and we purpose to take them and to follow you fully. And as surely as we do, great things will happen because you'll watch over your word in our life. You'll bring it to pass. Miracles will happen, and we'll give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Turn in our great textbook to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, please. Hebrews chapter 10, for some weeks now, we've been on the subject we're calling by faith, by faith. Hebrews 10 and 38 says, now the just shall live, how? 
by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 4, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch, we know he walked with God and he was translated. Verse 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Here's something I think that many have not seen. With God, faith is not optional. It's not, you know, you can, you can walk by faith or not walk by faith. Uh, you try, and if, if you don't have faith, then you, the Lord will take care of you anyway. No, with Him, it is required. It is mandatory. It's how we receive. Uh, sometimes you'll hear people talking about emphasizing grace, and grace is one of the most wonderful things you could talk about, but grace has to do with all that God has given us. Everything God has given us is a free gift, free gift. But the only gifts you ever enjoy are those you receive. And so if it was just all up to God and the grace of God, everybody would be saved. But the scripture says not everybody's going to be saved. Uh, Jesus talked about that broad is the way that leads to destruction and many that go to destruction, few uh, will be saved relatively. No, not everybody is going to heaven. It's a sobering, sad fact, but not everybody is saved. Why? Didn't Jesus pay for the sins of the whole world? He absolutely did. But the only way you're going to benefit from that is if you receive that free gift. You receive the gift of righteousness. You receive forgiveness of sin. You receive salvation. And the way you do that is by faith. By grace we're saved through faith. Hallelujah. And that not of ourselves, it's the gift of God. The only gifts we enjoy are those we receive. So here we see, uh, how, do, how can you please God? You must, it's not optional, it's mandatory. You must believe that he exists and that he's God. And you must believe he's a rewarder. He's a responder. He will, the scripture said, draw near to God and what'll happen? He'll draw near to you. He, he's a responder. The devil has lied to people and said, well, you know, God created all this, you know, if there is a God. Uh, he created all this and he gave it a spin and he's a trillion, you know, light years away somewhere and he, he barely knows what's going on down here and can't be bothered by all of it. Not true. Not true. Uh, we, those that love him and have faith in him, are the apple of his eye. <laughs> we are his focus. We're his kids. Hallelujah. He's made us joint heirs 
with his son, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. We're we're able to call Jesus brother. We're able to call the almighty creator of the heavens and earth, Father. Praise God. Hallelujah. But in order to enjoy what he has given us, we must receive it by faith. By faith, Noah prepared the ark. And verse 8, by faith, Abraham. When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. Everybody say obeyed. obeyed. He obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he went. You don't have to know the, the whole, see the whole picture and the whole plan. You don't have to know much to walk by faith. You just obey by faith. If the Lord directs you to go here, you go. Well, why am I going? You'll find out when you get there. Do this. Give this. Well, why should I do that right now? Just obey. Just obey. And the reason why people don't obey is a lack of trust. This obedience is this direct revelation of trust. I want to read this to you from Zechariah the third chapter and the second verse, it's talking about a city that had backslid and gotten away from God. And it says, she, the city, obeyed, this is Zephaniah 3.2. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Can you see the connection of all these? Why didn't she obey? Why didn't she receive correction? Because she didn't trust the Lord. The NIV says, she obeys no one. She accepts no correction. She does not trust in the Lord. She does not draw near to her God. Sadly, this describes a lot of cities today. It describes a lot of groups of people. People don't draw near to God because they don't believe in Him. People don't reach out and pray to believe to receive because they're not confident that there'll be a response. But that, has, that doesn't change who God is. No matter how the devil may blaspheme and malign God, he's never changed. He's a good God. He's real and he's good. He's fair and he's faithful. You can depend on him. Does anybody believe that? You can depend on him. If You'll do what he said. You're going to see a response out of him. Come on, somebody say he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Why would you seek him? Because you believe he is. You believe there will be a response. Abraham, when God called him to leave, he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles, that's the word for tents, dwelling in tents, with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, I want you to think about this. When we're talking about Abraham... We're talking about millennia ago. 
We start reading about Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. Chapter 11 is where they tried to build the tower and God confused their languages. That's how early this is. And um, Abram had no law. The law of Moses was not going to be given until much, much, much later. He had no Bible. He had no Ten Commandments. He had no law of any kind. He, he grew up in a land that worshipped the moon and all kind of things. And yet, somehow, he heard from God. <laughs> the one true living God. He heard from him and communicated with him. Now again, anybody remember how faith comes? By hearing. Hearing by the anointed word of the Lord. The spoken word. And uh, he heard from God. And the Lord told him, leave your people, now included in that is all of the idolatry, all of the junk, all of the immorality that goes with idolatry and all that stuff. You leave, you come out of that and you go and I'm going to show you the land where I'm taking you to. And so for years, he lived and those that were with him in tents and he would stay here Sojourn means to, uh, you know, live temporarily in a place. He'd live there, this place for a while, then he'd go over here and live for a while, then he'd go over here and live for a while, and he's looking for something. <laughs> he's looking for what God has prepared. He's looking for what God has given, and he's not going to be satisfied with anything else. If it takes a hundred years... If he has to move 50 times, <laughs> he's not going to settle for something men can do for him. He's looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. Well, that's faith. Can you see faith is what? It's the conviction of things not seen. It's the confidence of what's expected. He's looking for something. And you know, really that describes every believer's life. You're born again. You're a baby Christian. You don't know all the plan of God for your life. He never shows everybody all the plan. He wants you to walk by faith. He'll deal with you. He'll give you a command like he did Moses. Go here, do this, be a part of this, become, you know, a part of that. And so when you do, then that leads to this, then that leads to that. And you keep looking for his plan and what he has prepared. And you've got to steel yourself against compromise. That I'm not going to just settle for less and just accept something like the unsaved, unbelieving world does. I'm looking for what God does. Oh, can somebody say amen? I'm, I'm looking for God's plan. God's highest and best. Everything he does is high and best. And, and what he does is not almost, it's not close, it's not just about. It is exceeding, abundantly, above all you've asked or thought. It excels your expectations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
It's not quite up to your expectations. It excels. It exceeds. Oh, somebody say exceeds. Exceeds. Exceeding abundantly above all you've asked or thought. And, and we, we encounter the will of God at different places in our life. And even when we leave here, we're looking for something else. Right? And we'll find it too. Hallelujah. There is a city whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, uh, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Didn't he say it? And I'm going to get you. And you're going to be with me. Hallelujah. And so we are looking. Faith is looking for what it, in, in your mind you don't know exactly what you're looking for. You just say in, in your spirit, you're, you're saying, I'll know it when I see it. I'll know it when I experience it. And when you find something that's sort of, kind of, don't stop there. Keep going. It's close. It's almost, no, no. Keep going. And when you get to what God has prepared, you'll, you'll begin to raise your hands and go, oh, Lord. Oh, this is it. This is it. Only you could do this. This is not something I did. This is not something men did. This is your hand. This is your work. And can you see, that's what Abraham did his entire life. He sojourned. He kept moving. He kept looking for what God had made, what God had prepared. Thank you, Lord. Skip on down, if you would, to uh, uh, verse 17. Because this is, this is also part of uh, the testimony about Abraham's faith. Verse 17 says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offer up, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Now we see a progression in the life of Abraham. And Romans says, that we walk in the same believers, we walk in the same steps of faithful Abraham, our father Abraham. You'll see that God's instructions were progressive. It, when he's, he's about to ask Abraham here, and what we're about to read about, for his son Isaac. Well, that takes a lot more faith than leaving home. Come on, can you see that? And yet, back those decades before, when he left home, I'm sure that took all the faith he had, right? Just to leave home. But you'll see that's how the Lord leads you. He knows exactly where your faith is. And so he will call on you to do this, to obey in this area, to give this, to obey in this. And it'll take faith. It may, take, it may seemingly take all the faith you've got at that time. But when you do it, you break through. You break through a barrier. Uh, you you uh, break a limitation of what God is able to do in your life. Hallelujah. When you obey, but do you understand what I'm talking about now? What comes next? It won't be too long until the Lord will call you to do something else. And it'll, it'll be bigger 
than this other thing. It'll take more faith. But what does, what's he wanting to do with you? He's wanting another barrier to be broken. He wants another limitation to come off so that he can do more for you and through you. If God does things for you that he didn't do for everybody in your community, he needs a reason why. Or he's not fair. He's not just. And the reason is, if you'll obey him more than they would, if you'll trust him more than they did, he's got every right to do for you more than he did for them. Can you see that? And so God is not, he's not picking and choosing and saying, I'll do, you know, great things for you, but you know, not so much. Uh, No, the scripture says, Jesus said, many are called. Few are chosen. What does that mean? Many had the same call. Many had the opportunity, but only a few of the many took the opportunity. Only a few of the many would actually trust the Lord and step out and obey him and do what he said. When I read about Abraham's life, and again, realizing He had no faith school to go to. (laughs) We're talking about him in faith school. (laughs) He had no word church to go to. Uh, There was nobody he could go to and listen that was preaching the gospel. (laughs) Nowhere. Everybody he knew, everybody he grew up with worshipped idols and did all kind of other stuff. You talk about going, you know, swimming upstream, going a different path. He did. But you, you see why God chose him out of all the hundreds of thousands or however how many were on the planet at that time. Uh, why God called Abram? Why did he do it? He knows the end from the beginning. He knows the heart. There's a lot of people, the Lord knows, it's no... It's little reason to, to say some things to them. They're not going to receive it. They're not going to listen to it. They're not going to obey. They're not going to trust. And so he doesn't tell everybody the same thing because many would just ignore it anyway. But here with Abraham, he calls him and he obeys. Then he directs him to do the next thing and he obeys. He directed him, you know, uh, to circumcise uh, every man in his camp, hundreds of them. He did it the same day, immediately. And uh, things like this, you got to hear from God, right? I mean, and and probably people around you are going, are you crazy? What what are you doing? And, And thing after thing after thing, he, when his nephew Lot, got taken away by the enemy. He took the trained men in his own house and, and his neighbor friends, and they went and fought armies and got them back. Can you see step of faith after step of faith? It just kept getting bigger and bigger until one day God uh, gives him the ultimate command. He asks him for his Isaac. 
My, my. And uh, we know why he's in the book. Because he didn't hesitate. He loaded the donkeys the next morning and headed out to do it and fully intended to do it. The angel had to yell at him to interrupt him. And uh, this is somebody who wouldn't, wouldn't withhold anything from God. There was nothing too big for God to ask of Abraham. He would do anything that God told him to do. Are we talking about faith, class? Hmm? What is faith? It's not this static theological position thing. It's a personal living thing. Personal trust in the person of God. That you will do anything he tells you to do. Even when your head is just going tilt, tilt, tilt. <laughs> and even when people around you are going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now, of course, number one, you need to have heard from God, Amen. right? <laughs> because if you're just coming up with some crazy thing, it's not going to end well. But if you have heard from him, then you're going to see a confirmation of that. I know when Phyllis and I, uh, the Lord dealt with us about the call on our life and uh, to leave home and go to Bible school and then things after that. And we had people pull on us. I, I had one of my pastors pull on me and please, you know, don't go, don't go, don't go. And, and um, uh, people, some of our friends later told us, we, we thought you guys had just gone off the deep end. You know, what, what was wrong with you? What, what were you doing? You just leave everything and pull up and, and go over there like that? And, but then 20 years later, same people patting you on the back going, oh man, you, you did the right thing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, if I had listened to you, I wouldn't have. <laughs> no, but uh, after that, he'll, he'd ask you, do this. After that, go here. After that, start this. After that, and it keeps getting bigger. Oh, but if you'll have enough faith to step out, what miracles you will see. Oh, praise God. What glorious, amazing things you will see. Most of the world, even a lot of church-going people, they're scared. They're full of fear. They draw back. They won't do it. Oh, but those, for those few brave souls who will say, Lord, here am I. Send me. I trust you. You say do it. Here we go. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to see it all. Here we go. If you will, like Abraham, you will see the glory of God. Praise God. Well, that's it again for our class time. Tell me how we live, class. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory to God. Praise God. We'll see you next time in Faith School.